All right, all right. August 21st, everybody, okay? Uh, hope you're all doing well. I know we've had some rain in all our markets, some people a lot, and some people, I think they thought it was going to be way worse than it actually was. So that's good. That's always a good sign when you don't get three inches of rain in 24 hours. <laughs> all right, that can really screw stuff up in the desert. All right, we love rain, but that's just a little too much too fast. All right, today we are very fortunate from our Las Vegas market, the St. Rose office. We are lucky to have Mr. Tim Dunn. Tim, if you could hit star six on your phone, that would be great. So you unmute yourself. Okay. Here he is. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, Tim, so start. Tell us a little about yourself, how long you've been doing this good deal, all that stuff. Um, I've been in the business six and a half years now. Um, mm-hmm. as, uh, as you and I joke together, um, we'll, we'll cut that in half <laughs> due to surgeries and personal things going on, uh, all kinds of craziness that was in my life, but is now out gratefully. Um, right. and, uh, just prior to real estate, I was an executive with, um, the skincare company in Johnson and Johnson for almost 17 years, uh, managed five and a half states of skincare retail. Um, and uh, I was also the national point for Nordstrom, Sephora, and Ulta stores. So that kept me very busy. And gratefully, I was able to take that business acumen into real estate. Um, and then prior to that, I was an entertainer on the Las Vegas Strip. So uh, <laughs> kind of all over right. the map. But very personal. Right, 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 right. Okay. All right, cool. So, and, and give us an, give us, you know, um, give us an idea because I know you're like really cranking right now. How are things going for you right now? Things are going very well. I'm, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm very, very uh, grateful. I know you like numbers, Rick. So, <laughs> uh, uh, right now I am um, currently at a 305% increase. Uh, overall from last year at this time, um, and a 216% increase uh, total over last year. My my nice. original goal was a 25% increase overall from last year. Um, this is better. So, yeah, this is this is considerably better. Uh, I have a, another push goal for an additional 10 properties um, for through the end of this year, and on an average rate of sale. Um, that would give me a 387% increase over LY total. Mm. Nice. Uh, right now in sales volume, um, I'm at a 281% over LY at this time and um, 196% over LY total. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. You, um, and, and the thing is, is that you're not afraid to be proactive. You get out there, you mix it up, you make things happen. So give me a little idea of how you do your business, please. Well, for me, uh, as you know, I'm I'm more I'm a very personable person, individual. Right. So I, uh, I like to get in front of people. So um, it, it, when I first started in the in the industry, I made a good chunk of my business in open houses. Though I had a very large sphere of people here uh, in my previous position, I was never home. Uh, so I was I really I had a sphere, but I didn't have a sphere. So, right. To get right. in front of people who were actively looking for real estate, I conducted a lot of open houses, and that really springboarded my business. 
Um, and now I really focus on my sphere, uh, some open houses, and a lot of just listed, just sold um, uh, circle prospecting. Uh, that's that's primarily what I do uh, mm. to get get people, you know, moving and referring me business. And the majority of my business is referral business. That's cool. Yeah, and 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 it took you a while. So what? Because uh, now, and I think it should be good for everybody to hear. Were you a little reluctant at first? Because you know, at first you were the open house guy. Like you went to open houses. Your first chain of events started from open houses, and then it's taken you a little while, and you've really branched out into working with your sphere a lot more, right? Yes, I also built up that sphere. I had to rebuild it, though. I knew people. You know, they knew me as uh, as a former performer, but also, you know, the guy to go for what's wrong with my face. <laughs> and uh, as opposed to, hey, I need to buy a house or, hey, I need to sell a house. So I had to build that, right. that confidence and trust in them. Uh, and so conducting open houses was a way for me to build my sphere and build my sphere with people who are really – um, interested in real estate, you know, and was I reluctant? Oh, no, Rick, not at all. <laughs> yes, uh, I was a little reluctant. Uh, I like to be very confident in what I'm doing and be able to stand on solid ground and, you know, coming into something new like this, I really wasn't. However, uh, coming from a retail environment, I was able to take an open house and turn that into, as we call it, my own retail store. And right. uh, and work it that way. So that's really what I did. Um, is just I started really just honing in on the open houses, especially the first year or two, and um, started getting more referrals and building the business that way. Right. Yeah. Tell tell me tell me about your first uh, major open house you did and how that turned into several transactions. I think for some of the new people, that'd be great to hear. Oh, I know you really like this story. <laughs> this is a good story because it's a good uh, story. Yeah. Uh, you know, right, right off the bat, um, actually, I got into a networking group, and I had a, a, a couple of – my first two sales were from that networking group. So if you're just starting out or um, need to increase your sphere, a networking group is really a great way to do it, um, just as long as you're the only realtor in the group. <laughs> Right. <laughs> but uh, uh, when um, I really started focusing on strengthening my business and open houses that first year, it was around the middle of the first year because I think we stay on an average. It'll once you start, it takes about three months to ramp up. Um, and uh, I had an open house in a guard gated community, and uh, I I printed out flyers for them to. Um, uh, navigate people, you know, for directions for people to come in through the guard gate and getting those guards to hand them out it can be rather taxing. So I brought them a bunch of donuts <laughs> and tried to bribe them. Yeah. And they were happy to do it. Um, right. I, I had someone else with me gratefully because it was a large property and had people coming in in droves. We were literally doing groups of tours um, with mm. the property. And after we finished, uh, two days later, I received a call. Someone that had toured the property wanted to see it again. And um, I remembered them very well because they were very unassuming in appearance and 
you know, one thing I have also I have learned over the years, especially in the entertainment industry and uh, working with J and J, is that you never really know who you're talking to. And, right. Um, so uh, it was those people. They were very assuming and um, uh, kind of like mom pa kettle. <laughs> and uh, so we went and we conducted the tour and uh, they really didn't have much to say again second time. And uh, I opened the door to let them out and they had uh, a, a limited edition Mercedes-Benz um, uh, sports car. Only, only I think a hundred were made, um, and it was uh, rather striking. So, when they left, uh, <laughs> I, I closed up the house and I was walking out, and I received a phone call. And hey, we live around the corner. We'd like to place place a cash offer on the deal uh, and um, get it going, and we'd like you to sell our house. And from that one open house, I I had another buyer in that same community, and then I the seller. Uh, there was a, a person next door, the neighbor, um, liked the way I was conducting my business and saw how I was protecting my clients. And so he hired me to sell his house. And then the first people who I had mentioned uh, who bought the house, um, they had me, they were in their 70s, and uh, they decided to get married. They weren't married. And they asked me to be their best man. So that was <laughs> wonderful. That's and awesome. we're still great friends. That is awesome. That is so awesome. So um, and, and so and, and the great thing everybody should hear is it wasn't even your listing. You were holding somebody else's listing, and you got two listings in there. Plus, you, you know, I mean, it was a pretty incredible uh, open house. I had two listings and two buyers uh, just from that one open house. Right. That's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. Awesome. Well, good stuff. And, you know, and then, um, so then that kind of gets you started and, you know, you tried a little of everything and then that kind of, you kind of, well, you had your distractions, operations and so forth, but then the last two years now, so last year, you last year you kind of had to get back into gear because you almost had to recreate the wheel again. And then this year it's where it seems like all your momentum and all the work you do is really paying off. Even in a market where a lot of people are complaining, you seem to be doing incredibly well. Yeah, I'm and very grateful for that. And for those who are listening, the reason why Rick is saying I had to get back into gear is because I um, I had an accident and I couldn't walk for a year and a half. So that was fun. <laughs> so getting you miss your little gear. cart? <laughs> <laughs> yes, my little cart. Uh, that your was... little cart you drove around on. You came to the awards in your little cart and you had it all around the office. And I was like, coming in hot. <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. Yeah, so picture that. You had to go to all your appointments and everything on a little cart because you couldn't walk because you – what did you do? You fractured your foot at some, at, somehow. I fully – I had a full thickness tear of my Achilles tendon. And That's what it was. Yeah, with that. So, uh, yeah, when I conducted a showing or anything, I had to – I needed another agent to come with me to aid me um, in, in conducting the showing. So it was, it was rather challenging, but we were able to still get business done. Right. Yeah. And now but, that you're yeah. back and you're mobile and you're rocking and you're rolling, all those um, activities that you're doing, you're cashing in on it. It's, it's definitely a lot easier when you can walk around and do it yourself. 
<laughs> most definitely, most definitely. And so this year, uh, yeah, I, I've really, you know, last year I started really focusing back on my sphere. And um, this year, the majority of my business has been all referral business. Just right. You know, focusing on my sphere. Um, I mean, there, I, I still, you know, prospect and uh, uh, to do more business, but you know, so much is just referral from um, from really keeping in contact with those people. Right. Great. So, how do you do that? How do you um, how do you maintain that sphere? And you you also mentioned building it. But give us an idea of how you got that up to what the way it is now. So building it, well, since you know, being a former performer on the strip here, I, you know, years ago, I, I know like half of Las Vegas, but they didn't know me in this respect. And as we all know, everyone knows a realtor. So I needed to uh, get back in touch with everyone that I really hadn't seen for many years and uh, get in front of them. Uh, slowly but surely and build that confidence in what I'm currently doing. And uh, then with the open houses, uh, gaining new uh, potential clients, putting them in the CRM, uh, you know, getting them to, um, to see my face and, uh, and to hear my voice and contacts and, you know, by a phone and uh, also text. Uh, and just keep that momentum going in terms of being in front of them. That's really the key. Um, and so it's taken a little bit of time to really build that that sphere, but it's mm. just um, uh, it's it's still in in the process of building. Of course, I'll, I will always continue to build it and increase upon it. But that's what it's taken to get us get me where I am now. Um, it just really you know, getting new clients, people that are interested in the, in the industry, you're interested in buying or selling or potentially down the road um, and keeping in contact with those people along with um, my the current people that I know in, in my sphere and then also past clients as well and keeping in contact with them, uh, whether it be in CRM and over the phone, meeting for a cup of coffee or lunch, um, some dinner on occasion. I have a past client that likes to invite me once a month, um, or uh, at least once every other month. Let's say that uh, over mm -hmm. their house for dinner and um, and hang out. So that's that's really nice, really really nice. Yeah, yeah. You, and you but have that, that and your works. your your contacts are so different too because your time on the strip. That's one group of people, and then you had your time at Johnson and Johnson, and that's a different group of people. And so meshing that all together and deciding, you know, who you have a, a decent amount of people that you can just like every. I mean, whether you're, uh, you know, a decent amount of people like you, or you have to manufacture it, you still it's important to develop that sphere and get organized about it, right? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and every. It just well, just like everyone is different, you know, you need to pivot with with each individual and how you approach them. But um, yes, that that is it. You know, it's just uh, uh, you know being able to to take each group and mesh them together in a sense. You know, to have a, a consistent sphere. Right, right. But you also like doing the like you said, you mentioned the circle prospecting. So tell us. 
No, and, you know, and you, let's face it, because you know you've been around. You, you're a, you're a dynamite performer on the strip. You know a lot of, um, you know, interesting people. Rumor has it that you've been seen doing, you know, carpool karaoke with some pretty famous people. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yes, That's you got you got to tell them. You got to tell. Can you do you, do you mind telling that quick story when I was giving you a hard time about that? Oh, with Gladys. Yeah, with Gladys. Yeah. So. Tell them about uh, your driving along when you finally realize what you're doing with Gladys Knight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, it was it's so funny. Well, I have a, a number of friends that are, are rather famous. And one of them, who's like family to me and been my mentor for a very, very long time, for more than half my life, um, referred me to Gladys, Gladys Knight. And uh, we were looking at properties. And Gladys is, likes to have a lot of fun. and uh, we're driving around, and you know, we this was for, and she actually lives like five minutes away from me. Um, but we were driving around uh, for a couple of days, and um, we'd always make sure the music's on. And she's singing, she's saying, "Come on, Tim!" <laughs> so we were singing together. <laughs> Finally, uh, where I was at a stoplight, you know, and for me, people are because I, I know so many different people. Everybody's the same to me. You know, no one's different, right. and right. we're all just we're all just people, you know. And um, but it, it, uh, I geeked out a little bit at a stoplight because all of a sudden I'm sitting there and it hits me, I'm in my car doing charful karaoke with Gladys Knight. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get much better. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, and that reminds me, um, you know, just because on, on the celebrity thing, it reminded me that. When I first started in the industry, you know, the um, the uh, car magnet signs, um, I put I put my yeah. on and, you know, a lot of my colleagues uh, teased me about them. Uh, and I said, whatever, you know, I'm keeping mine on. And uh, <laughs> what the lead singer of The Killers' uh, father called me um, to sell their home, to sell the lead singer's home. And so, you know, you never know um, if right. that's going to bring you business, but it certainly keeps your, your name out there even more. You know, and somebody could right. be sitting at a stoplight, see your sign, and say, you know what, I need a realtor, and write down your right. number and call you. And that's what well, happened Well, yeah, and you should tell, yeah, you, and you should tell, yeah, you were like, weren't you in like a Costco parking lot, and he noticed you and invited you over, no, I, and you didn't even know who, where you were going at first, right? It was... It was that open house that uh, that um, the people came back to. I was at that property okay. uh, securing it, and he noticed it across the way and invited me to come over. Oh yeah. wow, it was that's just cool. Interesting. So you never know. That's cool. And then and then, but 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 I think the message everybody should be hearing here is that you have some really cool friends, and you had an incredible career, two incredible careers. And then you get and then you get into real estate, which is also an incredible career, and you have some really high end clients. You're also not afraid to mix it up at an open house and like you said, personal touches like your you know, your big thing. And then you're doing circle prospecting too. So you really have to be good. You really gotta have a lot of plates spinning in this business and show people that you're not afraid to be proactive and get out there and mix it up a little bit. That's the message I'm hearing. A hundred percent. And you know, you you had mentioned that I have a lot of high-profile clients, however, and people actually ask me, well, what price point do you sell? I sell all price points. 
Right. And I and they asked me, do you just sell in Henderson? And no, actually, I sell all over the valley. Um, and I like to underpromise and overdeliver for my clients every time. So right. I really, and I, I I do the best that I can for everyone. I treat everyone as if it were a, you know a luxury client. That's great, and 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 that that's exact. It's a golden rule, right? When you apply the golden rule to your business, but let's face it, we're all supposed to do that. It's called a fiduciary responsibility, right? But not everybody does it in this business. And now that you've been in the business, Tim, six and a half years, I'm sure you've seen the best and the worst of people when you're working with another agent uh, on a transaction, right? Oh, 100%. You know, I, <laughs> I always tease that that I'd like to teach a, a class, a communications class at the Association of Realtors. However, <laughs> the people that I would want to attend probably wouldn't. Um, right. When I, you know, when I came into the industry from Johnson & Johnson, I had a, a very high expectation and um, because that's what I was used to. And right. I came in and nobody would answer their phone <laughs> or they were rude yeah. um, or they had anger management issues. <laughs> it went on and on yeah. and on. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting sometimes on the other side. Oh, it really is. It's totally crazy. All right, so we're at that point. Give them, give them your top three. Be successful in this business. What do you think the top three things they should focus on um, to be a success? For me, um, yep. it would be uh, memorize the scripts because they'll become a part of your normal conversation, and you will want to utilize that information in those scripts every time. Um, they will help right. you so much immensely. Um, my second thing would be focus on the sphere. Uh, for me, sphere, open houses, just listed, just sold, circle prospecting. Get out and meet people. Consistently add new people to your CRM database. And keep in touch over the phone and in person. Very, very important. And then mm. um, number three would be consistent follow-up because that's key. Mm -hmm. I agree 100%. Consistent follow-up, even, even even you can even bridge into semi-stalker lead follow-up because that's what makes it work. I think. Absolutely, it's when you it's when you you think, well, you know, I don't want to bother them, but you really need to call them. Right. Yeah. Is that funny? We think we we don't want to bother, but at the same time, the the people that are successful, the people that are good at their jobs, and so what they know. Uh, what you're doing, and they're like, okay, this person's, you know, you, you even when someone gives you a little crap at first, if they're motivated and you keep following up, they usually end up respecting you and working with you because of it. Because you never know, like, like you said, you know, never judge a book by its cover. You never know who you're talking to, and you also never know what's going on the minute you call somebody. Well, they were really mean to me and curt to me. Well, they probably shouldn't have picked up the phone at that point, but they did. I'll call you back later. Boom. And you're thinking, well, they don't like me. No, they just, you got them at the wrong time. Mm -hmm. You never know what's going on in someone else's life. Right. So don't take it personally. Even, but we all we can't help it. We think it's all about us. So they must be mean. They must, mustn't like me. And it really has nothing to do with that. I, I don't know about you, but I followed up after phone calls like that a day or two later. And they'll go, oh, Rick, I've been meaning to call you. I'm so sorry. You called me when my son, my daughter, I was in. And, right. And then, then they tell you what was going on. But the fact that you call them again, you usually win them all. When they're a little cranky and you call back, 
and they are upset because they were cranky with you, that you always end up working with them. Oh, yeah. I, I always say to myself, you know, it's not – whatever's going on with them is not about me. Right. And, exactly right. And, uh, and if, they are, if they're projecting on me, <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, did I do something? Yes, no, no. Okay, well, it's not about me. And also, other people's right. opinions of me have, are none of my business. <laughs> so I just right. Just, uh, That's such a good know, one. Want to live? When, That's when such a good one. Yeah. Well, like that wonderful coaching group you were on uh, this morning with Stan, Stan Abrahams, and he was telling the story about that seller. Every now and then, you have one of those where everything is wrong in my life because of you. <laughs> but it's very rare. <laughs> Yeah, I and I had a, a couple of very interesting ones like that last year. So this year, at the beginning of this year, someone asked me to pick a word, which I thought was interesting, to define my coming year. And um, my word was boundaries. Ah, yes. Yeah, that so could, always, that woman, I, I, I know exactly who you're talking about. That crazy lady, yeah. we could do a whole 30-minute call just about her. I could do, like, hours <laughs> on her uh yeah for anyone listening that's it was so crazy that i have probably over 150 pages of emails and 360 some and something pages of text messages <laughs> right it was crazy yeah right I just and, keep breathing yeah. through the whole thing <laughs> yes yes but all good education, and like you said, boundaries are important, and some people don't get it, and you need to lay the, the groundwork right away with some people. 100%. This person, though, was just every now and then in your career, you're going to have one that's just so outside the realm of normal that you're covered <laughs> for a while now, Tim. You know, you put your good guy, you know, status at, uh, you know, <laughs> up there, and I think you'll be fine for a while now. Karma says you won't have that for a while. <laughs> and I'd be very happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tim, anything, any final words you want to leave these lovely people today? Just, uh, I'm grateful for your time. Grateful for your list, for you to listen to me. And, um, I'm very grateful for this year. And what I've just said is what has made me successful this year. And, um, I'm excited to keep pushing forward. I hope you are too. And we're grateful to have you speaking to us and be at, a, at our wonderful company, Berkshire Hathaway, my man. You're, you're awesome, and it's a pleasure working with you. Keep it rolling, and we will pick this up soon. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Rick. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Tim. Bye, everybody. Right, Appreciate it.